Let's get started. I'm Joe. I'm Brian, and we are Where's the Rulebook Podcast. We're going to bring you a weekly board game podcast for your lunch break, daily commute, or any other time of the day. For season two, we are changing the format. Instead of focusing on one game and going over the rules to play it, we will have a theme or specific game. We'll discuss our opinions, any cool features, some rulings, and any other thoughts that may come up. And because of popular demand throughout last season, we're going to start ranking the games that we talk about. But we have created a custom scale. We didn't want to do a 1 to 10 or anything. So we have our highest being leave it on the table to the lowest being a hard pass. But we'll go over all five options uh, every week we talk about them. In today's game, we'll be playing as mages that have come to the arena to bet on fierce monsters. As mages, we'll be cheating though. We'll be casting a variety of spells on the monsters to ensure that the ones we've bet on will win. But the arena has a judge that's always on the lookout for the round. Sometimes they're strict, sometimes they don't care, but they're always watching. At the end of the game, the mage who won the most money wins. Today's game is Cheaty Mages, a game that I uh, am very fond of that I recommended to you years yep. ago. A few years ago, we played it the first time together, and uh, this is also the first game I think that we're covering that's out of print. It has not been in print since 2019, I so, think. So I actually bought, actually, so that was roughly when I bought it, but I did buy it third party, uh, but it was still sealed, which I guess isn't as strange as I originally was thinking, because it probably would have been about 2019 when I bought it. It's made by AEG. Ton of good games. Too many, actually, to count. <laughs> One of track I mean, records very good. Yeah, game of the year this year with Cascadia. They have that on their belt, but they have so many good ones. What makes Cheaty Mages very appealing, though, to me, is the theme. I love the theme of this. In most of these kinds of games, whether it be a board game or this is specifically a card placement game. You would be playing as the mages. And you are, but what I mean is you'd be battling each other, most likely in arena. You'd yeah. be fighting each other with spells and combat. But I love that this whole point of this game is it it literally is like an arena that that we're betting on. Like yeah, any kind we are of other gambling bets. on these monsters and But we we're cheating because we have magic. So we're all like, I want this one to win, so I'm gonna make him stronger. Or yeah. I'm gonna, I'm or gonna throw don't you make all the people weaker or... yeah, I'm gonna hurt this one yeah and I, I I don't know what it is about that it's just funny I think it's just I, I just seems real if this was a real thing I guarantee they'd be cheaters yeah I mean they did like in Harry Potter even when like yeah during Quidditch I mean they there was cheating happening so wizards shaking their <laughs> noses and whatever else they were doing it's it's that theming alone that makes us really funny and i i enjoy that yeah and so for for betting you get to choose one to three monsters that you're betting on but you get less money to, if you bet more i guess is the best way to say that it's like uh roulette rules if you bet on one you get a lot yeah you double the amount if you bet on two you just kind of get your one-to-one -one back and if you bet on three and you win, you only get half. Yeah. So it's it's beneficial to bet on one, but your odds are less. Yeah. 
because now if you start putting down a lot of spells on that monster, people are going to be like, okay, well, and especially if they're face down where no one knows what they are, people are going to be like, okay, obviously that's the one you bet on. Yeah, because you don't know which one you bet on. There's one of many of the cards in this game. You get the, you know, the betting ticket. Yep. And you just have like their number one through five because that's how many monsters are potentially, well, that's always how many monsters are fighting. And the monsters are laid out in in a column one to five. Yeah. So when you pick your bet, it's everyone's it's like a real bet no one knows yeah it's all you face play. down just yep. off to the side or whatever so they know how many you bet on right yep. or is that secret nope. also they know how many so they, they know i put two cards down but they don't know what two correct and then the the theme obviously as we're cheating you have to try to guess like okay he put one card down he's put a bunch of cards on you know the dark elf is he betting that the dark the dark elf's gonna win is he trying to throw us off and so you have to kind of play it that way. That's the only time that you get any insight on. Yep. In the arena, uh, there's 10 monsters. They're shuffled and they're placed out. So they're always going to be different monsters that are out. And the same thing goes with a judge. There are eight judges. And the judge you get is random. And every judge has a stipulation on it that you have to follow in the game. But what really makes it interesting is actually the spells. This game has a whole bunch of spells. There's 72, a lot of spells. A lot of spell cards. You get I mean, game. some are the same. Like, there's multiple of the same spell, but... Sure, but there are a lot of spells yeah. that can be played. And the spells are really what make the game. And you only start with... Five. Five, right? Yep. Yeah. Everyone has five. And the game plays on a passing system. So everyone, every turn... You have to play a card and if you don't if you say pass you're done you're play, done done playing cards for that round for that round and you always get five you always have five card hand and if you have five cards and you pass immediately and you don't play nothing you don't get more cards later yeah uh, but if you play all your cards you do get five i wonder that's weird i don't think i've ever just passed on the first round maybe you can't maybe the judge you have says hey you can't play support spells and your whole hand is supports. Yeah, I mean, I see that as a possibility, but I'm just thinking like as someone, you play with at least three people and I think up to like six, is that correct? I think, uh, yeah, three to six players. Yeah. Never and had so a problem. You could just not play any cards sure. and you wouldn't know which one I bet on. <laughs> and then it's just like a luck of the draw if mine's going to win because I didn't try to help it at all. The game is again very straightforward because every turn you're playing a card the cards are laid down the spells i should say are laid down next to the monster you're targeting yeah in the same column or row however you have it set up yep just it's next to it or below it or whatever and there are basically three different kind of spells you have direct which are lightning bolts yeah those are placed face up on it and those are could be whatever like it could be a a cure, a fireball, but it's something you're doing immediately. Yeah. Everyone sees it. Everyone knows what it is. Could be giving them more health or more power, I should say they're called. Yeah. Because every monster has a power and a prize yep. and a name and a little picture. It really comes down to the power and the prize. Yeah. The prize is how many coins you get if that wins. And the power is how the monster wins. Because at the end of the round, the highest power is the victor. Yeah. So 
whether you're curing or you're you're damaging it, that's a direct spell. Uh, there are supports. They just look like a little silhouette of a person. Those are face down though. The enchantments are all, I should say enchantments are all face down and the supports are played immediately. But the enchantments are secret. That's where it gets interesting. Yeah, you don't know if it's a negative or a plus. You just know it's a card. Yeah. So and, and I could be like, oh, I'm going to put supports on this one. And people be like, oh, is that the one he's betting on? But they're actually all the ones that are like negatives. Yeah. And there's cool ones like double the prize for yeah. the fighter. Or there's even ones that like discard, you know, other cards and stuff too. So yep. there's interaction as you're playing those cards, but then also just at the end too. Enchantments and directs are all at the end, but supports are played immediately. And those are, like you said, those can be whatever. Draw another card. Yeah. Get rid of all of these spells. Yeah, all the all the current ones don't matter anymore. They're very valuable. And then they're also rarely forbidden spells, which are just more powerful versions, but they can't always be played because not a lot of uh, judges allow them. Yeah, those are like the the granddaddy spells. That's the levitation in like the middle minus of the street. 10. Or yeah, like shrink, I think, is minus 12. Like, it's incredibly strong. And when you think about it, I think like the demon only has nine power. The dragon only has 10. So like those, the dragon can't win. Well, could win, but. But everyone plays their cards. Once everyone's out of cards or everyone's passed, because sometimes you're like, you know what? I don't want to play this card. And once everyone's passed, that's the round. You look at the board and you flip up all the cards that are face down and you go across and you add, subtract the power yep. and you follow the judge's rule because every card also has a mana cost. Some judges say, well, if he has 10 or more mana on there, he's out of here. Yeah. And some of them e eject the fighter, which means he just... They he's done. <laughs> eject he him out of the he whole, cheated too much. <laughs> he's out of the whole Coliseum. He just... Flung, yeah. He's flung somewhere, and the other, another one will just get rid of all the spells and keep the monster there. And that could be helpful. Yeah. You could actually just win because, like, oh, okay, he had like five negatives that made it eleven mana, and that judge says it over ten, and now he's back to being good. Yeah, he's back to you know his standard power or whatever first. But that's uh that's the round, and you do that three times, and that's the game. The monster that. The five monsters that play each round. Yep. After they do, after you do their counting, it's whoever has the most power is the winner. Yep. And then that's when you also talk about the money, depending on your betting. Yep. If someone bet on it, you just get money from the bank, right? There's no in between player. Yeah, that's just what from I the bank. Everyone starts. You start with, with two coins, coins, which makes no sense. It only makes sense because I think at the end, the third round you can pay money to do something so everyone starts the game with two coins which does come into play at the end of the round it is how you win so you could potentially win with two coins if no one guessed the right monster to win ever <laughs> but i don't think that's ever happened but it could happen it's true and every round is a new judge and in the third round the final round if your judge has a disallowed a certain spell like direct spells you can one time pay two coins, which just happens to be what you started the game with, to override that. Yeah. So even if you haven't won at all, you have a chance to play a card that isn't allowed that final round, which so you could potentially, you know, win some extra cash that last round. True. Basically bribing the judge. Yeah. 
which is another kind of cool thing. And the judge could change in between rounds. There's, Every round they change. Well, there's a way to get, draw a new judge. That's true. There's some yeah. spells that switch the judge out, too. And, yeah, there are spells that switch the judge and everything. So if you've played a you know something that's not allowed a direct spell or whatever that might not be allowed for a certain judge and the judge changes anything that's already played doesn't go off the board it stays there just no more yep. any there's no more direct spells allowed if he's saying no direct spells judge hasn't seen it even if you spend two dot two coin to allow something from the previous judge you just kind of lost that money on that third round because the judge might change happens but that's the game. You you play spells, you bet, and hopefully you win. And then do you shuffle all five monsters? Yes. All ten monsters. And, every and then draw five new ones. Every time. So the chant like you might see, you know, a few twice or something. Yeah. Because there's only ten that. and there's three rounds, so. One of the big flaws of this game, which I'll get more into later, is I would say the lack of variety because there is only 10 monsters and it's uh it's kind of unfortunate because it's not like i guess a game that's kind of similar when the monsters aspect would be like big book of madness and in that game you are fighting against a handful of monsters but there are a lot of them and you're only handling like a couple yeah in this game it's always five and there's only 10 half the monsters are on the board every, every round. round and it it is fun in the sense that it creates like a, a dynamic of who's going to bet on what because every monster has a different power and a cost. And it's balanced by having the monsters who have a base power that's really, really high has a low winning cost. Yeah, more likely to win, obviously. But then there's also the monsters that are like two power, which, you know, the, the highest I think is nine or ten. Yeah, 10 power is the dragon, but only worth three coins. So even if you double it, it's only worth six. When the goblin is a power one, but 10 coins. <laughs> so you're like, you're like, oh man, but that, I mean, that makes it appealing. But then do you take like a guaranteed yeah. win? Because you could easily buff that one up higher. Because this one's one power. You need to add nine power just to make me equal. Yep. Like it, Or get the dragon kicked out somehow. That's true. It's, it's a fun dynamic in that sense. And then there are also some special ones. There are two very special ones that are essentially undead. Yeah, I would say they're both the only undead ones, I think. It's a ghost and skeleton. And based in any power plus or minuses that you do on it are reversed. So if you give it a cure of plus two, it's actually a negative yeah. two. That I love that like that whole idea that the monster or the fighter has you know something different about them it helps the variety of the only having 10 monsters they could have done more of those in my yeah. opinion um and even if it's just like i don't know if there's ways you know with the spell cards that you know maybe when you weaken the goblin it counts as you know a plus instead or it something doesn't. no it doesn't but like ways that they could have added more flavor text that just does a little i don't not huge changes but just a little things like if you use you know 
fire against a dragon, maybe it's worth, you know, one less or something. There, there's, it's, a, it's really unfortunate because the reason why we're reviewing this game is I asked. It's a game I like. And the reason I like it is this game has a very niche audience in that, if I can try to find my words, my friends and I have been playing this for like 10 years downstate and we have a group of five people and when we play this we know every monster we know every spell there's only 10 it won't be we know hard every to know judge every <laughs> our mind games that we play with against each other are next level and i think that's why this holds so much value to me because when we play this game oh we go competitive hard and I have a buddy who will sit there and look at his hand, have like four cards and be like, pass. <laughs> You're like, why are you passing? He goes, I'm just going to pass. Even though he's got like four amazing cards and he's just waiting to like double down on one monster and double his bet. And it's really fun to know that like, okay, I, I played with him a lot. He likes to choose the ones that have the negative, the ghost or the skeleton. He likes to do this. It's a very interesting game. However, there's one problem. There is so little variety. Yeah. This game would have been the perfect expansion game. Add more judges, add more spells, add more yeah. monsters. And it's sad that they've never made one. It seems like such an easy way to do it. I mean, you think of you know munchkin with like the little booster packs practically of you know princess themed cards it doesn't change the game there's no rule book there's no box you just get you know additional cards and like you could have easily have done that you could have added a princess deck in here and that like if you get the monster the princess like bonus points because the print it's a princess's favor like so many things you could have done to this game that I think would have made it not discontinued, maybe. It has one problem, and that is the year it came out. It came out in 2008. Ten years too early. If this came out today, I guarantee this would be so much more popular. This kind of theme, it'd be flashier. I know for a fact it'd be flashier. They'd probably have some kind of board. It'd probably have a bunch of art and design and maybe it would be done with tiles or what but i just know that this game would be way more popular if it came out today i don't think it's solely on when it came out because like the one i just talked about munchkin came out in 2000 or 2001 so even seven years before this and you see munchkin on every shelf in every game store you see that target they have target exclusives they have Wizard of Oz themed ones. I mean, I think it just didn't get. This feels like an EA game, on like on a on a video game. Like, good game, put it out, never touch it again, and let it just go and die, and no one's ever gonna play it. Like, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> like that's that's EA's mo. It's like we just put out a game, it works, people buy it. We just put out a new game next year, we don't care. That's not what AEG does, because AEG makes fantastic games. One game, like I said, Cascadia, I literally take with me everywhere I go because I want to play it all the time. But they don't have many expansions for their games. 
that I can think of. You have a good point. They kind of just keep making games. They have a lot of games, but they don't have... I mean, other than the Smash Shop series where there's... A billion. Like a billion expansions. But that's the one that you see everywhere, too. And I'm not even a big fan of expansions, usually. Like, Unless they... I like expansions that have a purpose. So, like, Blood Rage added a fifth player. Yeah. It's just another player. Or ones that are so little, like the Munchkin Princess Pack. Or, like, the Steeds. So, you get to start, you know, having a Steed and stuff. Like Those don't usually add expansions, though. They're usually just, like, alternative. Yeah. Like, there's a billion... Exp- I'm going to say a billion again, but there's a plethora, word of the day on the toilet paper... <laughs> of munchkin games but a lot of them are the it's the same munchkin game it's just like yeah. oh this is this show themed or this is this yes yeah the base games they're just like themed but then like the what i'm thinking more about is like the little card packs that literally have like 15 to 20 cards in them like not very many and you just shuffle them into whatever game you're playing and, and that's just, a whole company though yeah the whole company's purpose is munchkin yeah, I mean, Steve Jackson makes other games, but... Do they, though? But Munchkin is. I mean, <laughs> Munchkin's one of their most well-known games, for sure. But, like, the artwork of this game is so cool. Like, all of the artwork on the monsters, like, it's, like, cartoony slash, like, I don't know even how to explain it. It's just is such... It's simple, but at the same time, effective. Yeah. It's like, kind of like... I, like, uh... love the skeleton's look, like... I don't even know what he's wearing, I don't, but he's so cool. The spells have a very... I don't know if you know the... It's, it's a very popular video game, but I know you don't play that many. It's called Fallout. Oh, yeah. And in Fallout, you have uh, the guy, and he has a bunch of fun little interactions, and this is what... It, they all look like this. I like it. It almost looks like a sketch that some guy in a piece of paper was like, hey, I need something that looks like a uh, fireball. Okay. And just quickly drew it, and there you go. Or Yeah, or like the weekend being minus three, and then the, like has one down arrow falling on them, <laughs> and the next one has two down arrows, and it's minus five or whatever. I, It's simple, but it works. It, I, I love it. I, I really enjoy the artwork on it. I like... Everything about this game, I like. And I know that it's not rated super high like uh board game geek gives it 6.2 which is not bad which is not bad especially for i mean being an older game it's like middle of the road yeah i mean munchkin's only 5.9 that's right but i can see why people would be turned off because if they sit down and play this at a first go it, it seems very easy and straightforward because you're all like oh i'm just gonna bet and play on the monster i like and that's it. But just like other games we've reviewed in the past, if you play this with a consistent group, it gets cutthroat and it gets very competitive and very mind gamey. And that's what shot this up higher in my rankings. I because I love this game. And I every time I play it, I'm always like, oh, maybe they came out with expansion since I played it. Yeah. I I, I really I wish they do. I wish someone does. I don't know if, you know, I actually don't even know if AEG was the first person who produced this or if they like bought it afterwards. I don't know. But like, I just, I hope someone does like a restoration games or something, bring it back. I mean, that's kind of what restoration games is doing is they're grabbing, you know, old out of print games and making them new and selling them at Target again. And so it's like, it's possible, but 
I, the game has a lot of potential. It is really fun. There, it just needs more. Like the judges, like the mana count is really cool, but the mana count only counts on like four or five of the judges, if even that many. So like the, all the cards have a mana value, but they might not even come into play. There's a chance that you never get a judge that cares about mana. Yeah. And that's like one of the main things on the card is the name, what kind of spell it is, the mana count, and what it does. <laughs> and the mana count in a whole game might not matter. But that's another part of the strategy. Because like you could be like saying, oh, I'm just going to put all these cards on the one monster. But then the judge gets flipped. Now the judge matters with the mana. But even like how many times the judge is gonna flip? Depends. Now that I mean, depends how good you are. <laughs> I mean, not even how good you are. I mean, there's only seventy-two spells. I mean, and at best case, I haven't counted. There's maybe five of the judge split, like ones to change the judge. It, it can, it can change. The the support cards are all the really fun ones. They're the ones that let you. Eject, like take away like all forbidden spells or all directs yeah. or change your bets there's ones that allow you to be like oh that one's not winning anymore i'm gonna change it to that one yeah so yeah i think what they have is all great like i love the support i love what they're doing i love the you know the different enchantments for the weekends and the strengthen and everything i think they have a good mix of all of it i just really wish there was more and less rule book Can we talked when we looked at this rule book like it's a lot of the rule book is like helping you. It's 20 pages long. It's, you only need the first three. <laughs> then I got two rule books for some reason in my copy. Because <laughs> you had to really nail it down. I guess I knew that I was going to do a podcast called Where's the Rule Book in the future. Now you, got, now you know where it's at. I will never lose it. But like it literally has so much detail. And then like very last page is a summary. Can but you, like, Can you appreciate though that the entire page is the story the entire first page is a story the whole second page is game overview <laughs> and then they literally talk about every card every preparation like what the monsters do I like it, though I, but it's not take half time in this rule book and make more monsters i mean the back of the book, rule book is literally just like how to how you play it's only in eight nine steps but i i agree this game would have flourished if they came out with like one or two expansions of like, hey, here's the fiercer monsters or kept keep all the betting, add a couple more spells, more judges, more monsters. Yeah. Easily would have bought them. Yep. Make and make them all separate. Make there be a judge pack and make there be a monster pack and a spell pack and you just buy and you get, you know, 10. If I could buy 10 more monsters this game would be on my table way more often it's small it the box is fantastic and there's no extra room it's not like a bunch of dead space the cards feel great they fit in a sleeve the sleeves fit in the box which is also good it's like playing cards yeah quality but just give me a few more and for a three to six player game it's a simple game it's you know fairly quick or can be fairly quick and it's a i mean it's great for like that i have six people over and we're just gonna play something pretty small and just do something like play a game because usually when you get into bigger players you're talking you know you're playing a bigger board game and it's gonna take longer there's a lot more pieces 
game doesn't really take that long. 30 minutes max? Yeah. And for a six-player game, that's... I mean, it's really fast. Because everyone's yeah. just like, uh, boom, boom, boom. What's really appealing about it, though, as well, is the cost. So, okay, we have to go back in time. This has, <laughs> I was going to say, the cost is not appealing anymore. <laughs> I would not... Okay, when this game came out, it was like $10. Yeah. That's amazing value. I think I bought it for like 30 That's incredibly expensive. Because <laughs> it was out of print, third party. Did but you? we played it together, Yeah. and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And then I bought it and literally haven't played it since we played it that one time together. <laughs> it's fair. I played it not long ago, and I'll play it again here in October. <laughs> but for $10, though, this game's amazing value. For $10, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then, like you said, though, the problem right now is it's like 30 to 40 bucks because it's out of print. That's a hard stretch for me. Uh, there's a lot of games that I would rather buy at the time, even now, even knowing this game is fun. I can tell you, I can list in, in five games that I'd be like, ah, let's wait and maybe get those. Yeah. But, Spend an extra $2 and buy something else. <laughs> but if they remastered this game, did a reprint and re-released it, Oh man, that would be amazing. Even if it was a Kickstarter, I would, I'd probably fund it. I really like this game. It just falls short because of the variety. Because even when I play with my friends, we don't play more than one game. We kind of get the, like, okay, that was fun. We played it last year. We played it again. Yeah. Kind of thirty minute game, and you know, you play it as you know, food's getting delivered or something, and. It's small. I mean, we took it camping. That's when we played it. That's the best part. Was it was a, it fit like it's like the size. The the box is like the size of two deck of cards. Yeah, it's not that big. 120 cards. The gold coins, you know, they're needed to keep track. But you could just keep track on a piece of paper how much coins you have. So you don't need to carry the coins around if you're you know trying to travel. So before we get into anything else. I have to ask, when you play this game, is there anything specific that you try to do? Are there any, like, strategies or bets that you do specifically to win? I feel as though when we've played it, it's round one, I'm going on a single bet. I'm trying to double my money quick in the beginning. There's only three rounds. Double my money in the beginning. And then from there, doing, I think two. I don't think I've ever done three. Maybe I have, but I can't remember. But like two bets on rounds two or three. Just to kind of, you know, break even. Maybe just small, small amounts here and there. Nothing crazy. But then it, my strategy comes with the spell play. So I feel as though... The first thing that you're going to want to do when you play this game is you playing spells to make sure your monster wins. Obviously, that's how you're going to win. I, I'm a bigger fan of the negative spells and playing it on other monsters. Trying to draw your attention away, especially the ones that are played face down. Trying to draw my opponent's attention towards a different monster and let them start, you know, wasting their values and in that same way i kind of avoid those fighters that are super low 
or super high. Like, yeah, the dragon's worth 10 points. Everyone is going to be doing stuff to the dragon. The dragon's most likely getting kicked out somehow. And so is, you know, the one point, <laughs> the one power goblin with, you know, worth 10. Like, he's worth so much coin. Like, you're not going to win that one unless you have like, a good, great hand like your buddy who maybe has skipped around to be able to, like, build his hand to really make sure that one wins. But stay away from the really low ones. Stay away from the really high ones. Take a single round bet and try to draw your opponents towards someone different, but not too much that you, you know, only playing on one. I like to play on two to three fighters if I can. Obviously, I want mine to win and then playing a few others to kind of draw you away. How about you? I have the luck of playing this a lot. So I, I, I've seen a lot of strategies and I've seen what a lot of people do and what usually wins. The, the big thing about this game, I think, comes down to the spells. Who you actually bet on really doesn't matter too often because the spells, if they're direct, everyone sees it. But if they're a support, if they're, if they're an enchantment, they're hidden. That's where it gets strong. Most of the enchantments are actually positive. So what you do is when you're playing mind games is I find that I often will use the ghost or the skeleton because they're switched up. People are focused on like, oh, I'm supporting this guy a lot. He must be the one I want to win. But when I support one specifically, it's actually the negative that it's getting. Or I'm playing the mind game of like, oh, I have a handful of good supports that are negative. I'm going to put it on this guy. Everyone's, It's just like that mind game. And it's really the enchantments, I feel, that make this game strong. There's a lot of defensing and a lot of uh, like buffs you can do. To I'll sometimes buff random things just because I want people to think I'm going to win. Yeah, with it. for sure. I will always buff at least one thing that's not. Just random. And usually it's that really high or that really low because that tends to draw people. Ten coin, you know, if you double that, you, you guarantee your victory. <laughs> I, I have won a lot of my games with, if you find it, it's the orc. It's like a pig. It's middle of the round, middle of the ground. And uh, Ghost, Skeleton, and the Orc of what I've won most of mine with. Yeah. Just because he's in the middle, he's often not bet on. And the Ghost and Skeleton are so hard to judge. Yep. And people, when they do direct spells, often want to hurt. So a lot of the direct spells are hurting ones. So I'll play pretty safe. I'll do a bunch of stuff. And then I'll play like a really big like blizzard minus six on a skeleton. And now he's strong. And everyone's like, what the heck? So it really, uh, it comes down to the monsters. And it comes down to the spells. Enchantments are really, really good. Direct spells are strong. But ghost, skeleton, orc are kind of my go-tos. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's really my strategy is playing that mind game. I've played this game a lot and I have found that if you go to that if you go to the small elf or you go to the dragon you actually don't win that often yeah people it's really easy That's, to yeah. shut it down it's 
the judges and you know as soon as you spend 12 like you get ejected and like with those big ones like people tend to spend the mana on them because it's you know there's a way to get you know to get that gold coin but it it's just too it's too easy to mess with the elf or the dragon that's the problem is because with the elf you need so many things to make it good and with the dragon i'll just shut it down with something big or add more mana there's, there's cards in here that's there's a support cards in here that say i'll add uh five mana to the cost of this guy yeah like, okay well that thing's gone yep do you try to get stuff thrown out or is it kind of base i wait yeah so i'll hold in my hand often for the first round i'll hold any really good supports or forbidden cards and i'll play from there because it's that second and third round that start ramping up the uh, the gold amounts and you start to see like who's in lead and like because if you're winning the first round there's no reason for me to to keep betting yeah if you win that first double like you can play safe safe and have a good chance of winning this game so and that's what i mean by the ramp up like you don't they don't the prizes aren't worth more the second yeah. and third round but then you know if i'm winning why would i even bother with other monsters save them you get more cards like you don't just refill your hand you get more cards if i have two cards in my hand i still draw depending on number of players more up to six or up to eight so and then there's yeah there's spells that will make you draw and stuff exactly the game has a lot of variety it's a super fun game if you can find it for really cheap ten dollars even if you win it on ebay or see it in the store if someone just happens to have it I'd say it's worth a pickup, but I can't I can't justify buying it for what it is right now retail. It's not even retail because it's out of third print. party. Yeah, third party, and that's aftermarket. That's the problem with third party is that they can charge whatever they, they want. charge whatever they want. At the end of the day, though, I think my recommendation, since I'm the one who brought this to us to review, and thank you for reviewing it with me on this episode because it's not every day we review one that's older especially when it's out of print this is a unfortunately as much as i love it it's probably going to be a leave it in the basement it's a great game and i do like it but i play it so infrequently with my group maybe once a year and it's mostly because we've played it so much but it's hard. If you never played this game and I gave it to you to play, you probably won't have a lot of fun. So I would say leave it in the basement. And even though I didn't take my own advice on this one, for sure, I would say let your friend buy this one. You need three to six players to play. That means you have most likely at least two groups of people who come together to make that six. Let one of them buy it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Don't turn it down when you have a chance to play it. I think it fills a, a good, enjoyable time, but let one of your friends buy it. I mean, yeah, if you can find it for 10 bucks, sure. But anything above that, I feel like you just let your friend buy it and play it when you kind of want to. Yeah, I can't imagine you playing this, you know, weekly or even monthly. Something I just thought of too before we end 
we could combine two games of spells, judges, and monsters. I mean, the combining the monsters and the doesn't really change anything. You could. You might get two else. I don't know. I think it's interesting. It's something I'll have to play with. Yeah. I, I mean, you could easily create your own. I mean, just sure if you want. <laughs> the Ace of Hearts is a vampire power. <laughs> like, you could easily add new cards to I, I, it. Yeah, I get. Because I think there's plenty of spell cards. I don't, oh, there could be more. There could be more. <laughs> but like, I think by just adding more monsters or fighters, as they call them, like, it would add enough to change it to make you want to play this more compared to just the ten. So, not our most exciting review, but it's one that I do enjoy. Yeah, it's a solid, fun game, I, but I just, it's hard to want to keep playing it with as little as as is in it. Could be improved. Yeah, and I hope it does. Like you said, if it shows up on Kickstarter or something, and they are doubling the monsters and judges, like. You, you never know, too, because there are games out there like uh, one of the ones we reviewed recently, Zombie Side, where when it first came out, it had so I mean, it's a fun game, but it had so many messed up rules. And when they reprinted it, they fixed a lot of them. Yeah, it's hard. So this one doesn't have anything wrong with it, which is good. It's hard for me, like as we talk about, like with Zombie Side, like. I played the first edition. I had to make house rules to make it playable. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me to want to play it today, <laughs> even though I hear it made it better. But like, true, it's that like that poor taste. This doesn't have poor taste in my in in my mouth. There's nothing wrong there's with no, it. There's just, no game breaking feature in this game. Literally, just not enough fighters. And maybe it's just fighters. Maybe the judges are fine. But like, just give me more fighters. Just so I'm not fighting the skeleton three times. Because like, there's a chance that he literally shows up every time. It's true. 50, and he will. 50-50 chance that he's showing up <laughs> every round. It's fair enough. Or make it so the winning monster is kicked out. Hmm, that's interesting. You've already won. But then at that point, like you said, we're making house rules to yeah. make the game better. I'm just trying to think of house rules that could make me want to grab this. I think what I'll do as a next step is because my friend owns it downstate and I own it, I might try combining two games. I feel like that'd be kind of interesting because you might get a handful of nothing. You might get a handful of incredibly <laughs> broken spells. Yeah. So I think that'd be fun. But like you said, at that point, though, we're making a new game. Yeah. I think house rule wise like quickly I haven't done much thinking around it before right now but like having the winner get not in the group of 10 the next time so you know it's 9 and then 8 so that takes a little bit of a change out of it I think it would be fun you'd have to have more monsters I think but I think of like getting ejected from you know or you're, you're the champion the champion doesn't play in the arena yeah but like if you get ejected from a basketball game you don't get to play in the second quarter of the basketball game like you're you just, done you eject them from the yeah, arena but you would need more because like yeah you would quickly only have you know 
three. <laughs> yeah, three or five left of the ad. It makes it interesting. It could it could make it interesting? But yeah, if you could make a few custom fighters and then do something with the ejected or the champions, I think it would it would change it up quite a bit. But that's all I got. Really, it's a good game. Just could be better. Yeah, that's about all I have too. You can find our page on Instagram at instagram.com slash where is the rulebook or email us at where is the rulebook at gmail.com. And don't forget to like or subscribe on however you're listening to us today. Give us any sort of ranking, any words in there, help us. Or tell us what you had for lunch or dinner. I don't care. Joe doesn't care. We're going to look at them. We're going to laugh. But if you put something in there, it helps us in the ranking so other people find us. Uh, and like I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, this episode and all of season two will be sponsored by Lantern Games, a local game store in Traverse City, Michigan. They do have an amazing website. They do ship uh, for Lantern.Games is their website, which is super cool. It's not a .com. I think it's really cool. It's a .games. Also from their website or if you go into the store, if you use the discount code RULEBOOK, you will receive 10% off, and that includes online purchases or, like I said, in-store purchases. So you can check out their website. You can uh, get a game sent to you or some magic cards or whatever else you might be looking for, and you get to save 10% by using the discount code RULEBOOK. Uh, but I think all of these games that we've talked about, all the games that we're going to talk about, are owned by either Joe or myself or, in many cases, both of us. Uh, so they're not sponsored game reviews or anything. And last but not least, huge shout out to John Ransom for making our theme song. And if you liked our theme song as much as we both do, check out Jack Pine uh, for more music with John is slapping bass for them. Um, and check out their newest album, Embers, on Spotify streaming today. Thanks for playing. <laughs>